No numbers at the bottom of the hour, so let's bring in Chris Robinson, the managing director of TJM Institutional Services. He's joining us this morning to help us talk financials. Chris, good morning to you. Welcome and thanks. I want to begin with the TNX from 3.8 into the end of November, beginning of December, down to 3.4, comfortable around 3.5 right now. As I look at rates, it seems like they're not buying into this hawkish tone from policymakers. No, we'll see. Uh, but you're right. Well, that 10-year is... And at the end of the day, that's why I, I focus so much on the technicals. It's what the market thinks. It's not what everybody's opinion is. So I continue to watch this spread like everybody else does. The 10-year this morning is at 3.55. The two-year at 4.2. So the, there, there's the spread if you want to, you know, um, try to put on some some kind of R. But if you've got an opinion, uh, those are the two rates that I think that really matter. Um, you know, and we've seen this. We've talked about this for uh, I think it's been about, what, eight months ago that we inverted like this. So that's usually the sign. That's the classic sign that we're going to have a recession. Um, you know, a recession with 3% unemployment is kind of an odd thing, right? And I think that the Fed is going to continue to hike until they get rates to uh, unemployment rates up around 5%. You know, it's uh, pretty clear. It's not just the Fed, right? I think I saw the yen, the five-year to a seven-year high, I think it was, um, or, or their, uh, Japan's uh, five-year note to a seven-year high, yes. I think it was. Um, it's not just the Fed. You got the ECB as well. But in terms of the Fed, this message that they provided just as recent as last week, we heard from Mester on Friday, she kind of uh, beating the drum even a bit louder for higher for longer. But uh, I just wonder how long this move lower can continue, uh, again, is uh, this hawkish tone uh, I mean ultimately how much further can they go you think that it sounds like that the that eventually this is going to get supported here well I mean it's the one tool they have right the Fed funds rate and uh, they're getting no support from the on the fiscal side uh, the, the government just spends 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 that's really the problem I don't care you know, what side of the aisle you're on we have 30 trillion dollar debt that's that's you know that that's affecting the value of our debt right that that's a pretty basic math problem uh, Ray Dalio has got some good stuff about it. You know, all countries eventually do this. So uh, it's just a matter of what the market will bear right now. Um, you know, it's probably a good thing that the, the uh, tenure is at three and a half percent. At some point, you know, is it going to get to the point where we're going to the rates will have to go higher just in order for them to be able to attract uh, money and to uh, uh, continue to finance this debt. That's that's it's kind of bare bones. That's what it gets right down to it. Right now, I think we're in, in a pretty good shape. The U.S. is really pretty much the only game in town. Um, but you've, it's also given traders a, a great opportunity because now we've got this big idea, right? Two years ago, we had the big idea. We had inflation, and everybody got long commodities. If you were in that camp, and that was a good inflation trade. Now it's what's the trade you want to have? If you think that rates are going to be uh, longer for higher, well, look at that two-year, ten-year spread. Let's talk a little bit about the U.S. dollar this year, tied to rates a little bit more close than there had been yes. in uh, the past couple years. Now, I'm guess I'm wondering, Chris, is that going to change with the ECB, the Bank of England, in terms of their efforts to stamp out inflation? Well, it's interesting. You know, I think part of the reason that the dollar went to its multi-year highs, 20-year highs, is because the rates kept going higher. Uh, we had the correction, right? It was a 10% correction uh, off the high, 114, three quarters. I think the low was 103.95. We'll just call it 104. So from moving ahead for all the 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 bears that are dollar bears, well, you know, 104 is your line in the sand. Go get it. 
if not, we could turn around and creep higher. We had a 30% gain in the, in, the, in the dollar. We were down at 89 for a long time there in 2021. That rallied from 89 to 114 and three quarters. Um, we're looking pullback, at right the, here. Yeah, the pullback that we had right there, that was uh, basically 10%. And Not as I look at this, I hate to interrupt real quick, though, Chris, no. uh, we're pulled back right to the March 2020 highs that we saw. Again, your level, you were just talking about 104. 104 is a big level. Uh, also, too, not to get too far in the weeds, but if you run the Fibonacci on the from the 89 to the 114, uh, 105 was a big number. So 104, 105, you kind of have a confluence of, uh, I guess you call it a concern, right? Bulls and bears, there's your new, there's your new Maginot line for the dollar. You know what else is interesting? If you look at the halfway back, I don't know if you pulled up the British pound. I pulled up the British pound before I came on. It's amazing. It, the, the 2021 high down to the, uh, the, I think the low tick was like, I don't know if we got below the buck, but it was like 103, 102. We've come now halfway back in the British pound. So we've seen so many of those moves back this year. If you're a trader, which I gather most of the people that are watching the show, that's just been a tremendous uh, recovery area halfway back after sell-offs, halfway back after rallies. Uh, we've seen it time and time again. Um, again, a lot of people get caught in the weeds as they want to know why they need, they want to write a, you know, a PhD dissertation as to why it's <laughs> happening. I know I, I've, I've been doing this for 30 years. It's like, if, if you see something that works, use it Do to it again. work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like in football. If you can run the ball, run yeah. the ball, yeah. you know, it's run it till they stop it. Yeah. I like that, and I think that's good advice. And I just want to point out, we were talking about the U.S. dollar uh, holding uh, real quick. Let me just hold on one second. I'll get it into view here, talking uh, the dollar index uh, holding above those highs. Let's get this chart, those highs that we saw back in March of 2020. But look at what's going on with the British pound. British pound taking out those lows from March of 2020 well above them. So maybe uh, the dollar has some ways to go here still. And, and you know, I'm glad you brought the British pound to our attention, but Chris, any other currencies you're watching heading into the end of the year? I mean, obviously the ECB with the tone they brought to the table last week as well. But, I mean, they weren't alone. Swiss National Bank raised rates ultimately. I mean, I guess one could argue to keep an eye on the yen right now. I heard uh, some shifts apparently in terms of their 2% target. I'd say the yen as well because that's a, that's a kind of a bit of a hedge against, you know, the, the whole uh, China-Asia issue. If China comes back online and really starts – rocking and rolling again. I think that would probably be friendly for the yen if that whole part of the world got healthy again, uh, you know, when they stop with the lockdowns and they stop with all this other stuff. The, the big what if on that currency, honestly, is what happens with Taiwan. Uh, if that was to, to, to get hot again, I think you'd see the dollar move higher as well. That's that's a, one of those, that's a fear trade. Your previous guest was talking about that with Golden. I think you see that lots of times. If there's a fearful event, people want the dollar. They also want the gold. Just quickly take a look at the chart here. The yen as it's come off the lows that we saw back in October around 66.20 all the way up to 7,500. Contained, somewhat balanced here right now. But this move that we're looking at here, Chris, very much, well, a reflection of what we've seen in terms of the weakness in the U.S. dollar. You spoke to that move off 115. And I just want to point out here, very much counter trend to what we've been seeing because here's the yen on the longer term. You can see off the highs from 2020, we were up around 99 all the way down to, again, 66. So just a small blip on the radar when you look at this move back, nowhere near that halfway point from this bigger picture here. Hey, Chris, always appreciate you joining us here. 
solid breakdown here, talking currencies, financial markets, and starting the week off with Chris Robinson, the managing director of TJM Institutional Services.